Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 24 The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and those who live in it. For he has founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand by in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false and do not swear deceitfully. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of their salvation. Such is the company of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, and that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors. What is the that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Jeremiah chapter 46, verses 18 through 28. As I live, says the King, whose name is the Lord of hosts, one is coming like Tabor among the mountains and like Carmel by the sea. Pack your bags for exile, sheltered daughter of Egypt. For Memphis shall become a waste, a ruin without inhabitant. A beautiful heifer is Egypt, a gadfly from the north lights upon her. Even her mercenaries in her midst are like fatted calves. They too have turned and fled together. They did not stand. For the day of their calamity has come upon them, the time of their punishment. She makes a sound like a snake gliding away, for her enemies march in force and come against her with the axes. Those like those who fell trees. They shall cut down her forest, says the Lord, though it is impenetrable, because they are more numerous than locusts. They are without number. Daughter Egypt shall be put to shame. She shall be handed over to a people from the the north. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, said, See, I am bringing punishment upon Ammon and Thebes and Pharaoh and Egypt and her gods and her kings, upon Pharaoh and those who trust in him. I'll hand them over to those who seek their life, to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and his officers. Afterward, Egypt shall be inhabited as in the days of old, says the Lord. But as for you, have no fear, my servant Jacob, and do not be dismayed, O Israel, for I am going to save you from far away and your offspring from the land of their captivity. Jacob shall return and have quiet and ease, and no one shall make him afraid. As for you, have no fear, my servant Jacob, says the Lord, for I am with you. I'll make an end of all the nations, among which I have banished you, but I'll not make an end of you. I will chastise you in just measure, and I will by no means leave you unpunished. Revelation chapter 21, verses 5 through 27. 
And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, the murderers, the fornicators, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And in the spirit he carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It has the glory of God and radiance like a very rare jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal. It has a great high wall with twelve gates, and all the gates twelve angels. And on the gates are inscribed the names of the twelve tribes of the Israelites. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city has twelve foundations, and on them are the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked to me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and its walls. The city lies foursquare. Its length is the same as its width. And he measured the city with his rod. Fifteen hundred miles its length and width and height are equal. He also measured its wall, 144 cubits by human measurement, which the angel was using. The wall is built of jasper, while the city is pure gold, clear as glass, the foundations of the wall of the city are adorned with every jewel. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst, and the twelve gates are twelve pearls. Each of the gates is a single pearl, and the street of the city is pure gold, transparent as glass. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb, and the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory is God, and it is it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. The people will bring into the glory, bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations. But nothing unclean will enter it, for no, nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. the 12th day of Martin Tide. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from, from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. Uh, to, there's a long pause in the reading from Revelation because my computer decides sometimes tabs on Safari are using too much memory and they just shut it down um, and they have to wait for it to reload. So I apologize for that. Um, it's also just a very long reading. I'll try and keep it brief this morning. Um, but, 
the the readings from Psalm 24, Jeremiah 46, and uh, Revelation 21 um, are they kind of are all over the place. There doesn't seem to be one singular theme. Um, but the reading from Revelation um, is really long for a New Testament reading. It talks about the city, uh, the New Jerusalem, and kind of gives us a little bit of a insight into what politics and civilization look like in the next life that God has for us after um, the after um, he comes again. Um, and this morning's reading from uh, on Martin is uh, from aroundtheear.org is from Regine Pernude. We've heard from her before, and I mentioned a little bit about her being a historian, and her stuff has been translated by someone else. Um, and it's good. It's it's not uh, too academic. Um, uh, in her book, Martin of Tours, Soldier, Bishop, and Saint, um, I think it was translated in 2006. This is coming from pages 182 and 183. Quote, In his time, Martin inaugurated an entire civilization. He very humbly took the first steps towards making every Christian responsible for his neighbor. As a bishop, he was different from the other bishops who settled down in their town, celebrated the liturgy in the cathedral, and taught those who were around them. Without fanfare, without announcing his intention, without in any way reproaching the others, he constantly overstepped the limits of his city and of his diocese. He became the itinerant bishop because he was concerned about instructing the people of the countryside, the Pagani, who remained pagan. He did not look for crowds, but spoke to little groups of villagers. This is perhaps not what the people of Tours expected when they called on him to be the head of their diocese, but it was, but it was what would raise up the steeples of our villages and bring about the flowering of rural France. End quote. And as I, I've shared else, elsewhere, how um, the um, the the passion Martin. Uh, seem to have for the countryside and this a certain lack of patience for um, the hustle and bustle of big cities, you know the the opulence of the imperial kind of retinue and and um, everything, uh, and he he really admired simplicity and um, seemed to go the extra mile for those that society had deemed uncivilized and clumsy. Um, and Regine here even mentions them by name, the pagans or Pagani. Uh, we, we usually think of pagans as just, you know, worshiping the earth or whatever, but it was actually just anybody whose um, life, livelihood and, and lifestyle just didn't make sense to those in the city, concentrating in the city. And... Um, uh, but in Revelation um, and elsewhere throughout the Bible, there's this talk of of what uh, the world looks like after God has fully redeemed it and uh, come again. And uh, it is life in a city. Uh, it has twelve gates that are never closed because there's no night. And so this, if there's tension between city dwellers and and country folk, um, and I think that there is, um, it, even though here on earth so many of our saints 
um, show a favor toward uh, the poor and the rural uh, communities that don't have the same resources that cities do. Um, in the afterlife, it will be uh, in a city. It will be in an area in which uh, we all have neighbors, you, that you can't just run off outside the city gates and make a life for yourself if you don't like your neighbor. Um, so the image this morning um, uh, is from uh, the Stadfar Church in St. Martinus. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Stadfar Church, St. Martinus, in Wengen, Germany, by Gebhard Fugel. Uh, it's when St. Martin becomes Bishop of Tours, and it was painted in 1900. And um, Fugel has some good artwork. I'm going to have to look him up. But here we see um, Martin on the left um, sitting on a, a pretty ballin white horse with, like, stars on its little chest there, um, dressed in black, and the city clerics and clergy dressed in white, kind of bowing to Martin and offering him the bishop's mitre the, and the crozier. Um, in the man's hand in the front that's the, the mitre, the, the bishop's hat, is a um, uh, Byzantine style, and that's the same style uh, on Martin's statue at the tip of the, um, the Basilica of St. Martin in Tours. Um, it doesn't match uh, Severus's biography. Uh, he had to be dragged in almost, and many of the bishops themselves um, muttered against Martin. And so this image is a rather idealized portrait of what happened on July 4th and 370 when Martin was made bishop of, of this major city in France. Um, but it does remind us that even though there may be a tension between urban and rural life um, that, you know, what is thought of rural communities and what is thought of urban communities. Um, God does show favor toward the poor, and Martin shows a favor toward the countryside, and yet we will be um, collected um, in the afterlife, and we will live within the walls of a city with one another, um, and we will, uh, we will still have neighbors, um, I think it's a, an important reminder in this polarized kind of culture we live in um, that there's value to both, um, you know, urban living as well as rural living, um, even if the the tension um, that has always been there is somewhat muted in uh, our image selection for today. Prayer for Cities from the Book of Common Prayer Heavenly Father, in your word you have given us a vision of the holy city to which the nations of the world bring their glory. Behold and visit, we pray, the cities of the earth. Renew the ties of mutual regard which form our civic life. Send us honest and able leaders. Enable us to eliminate poverty, prejudice, and oppression, that peace may prevail with righteousness and justice with order, and that men and women from different cultures and with different talents may find with one another the fulfillment of their humanity. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble 
hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.